This is episode 42 of the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. Welcome to the Globetrotter Lounge podcast, conversations with women who have found creative ways to travel more. I'm your host, Jet Set Lizette, and I've been able to make dream travel a reality by racking up airline miles and hotel points, saving over $100,000 in travel costs. But that's just one way to travel more. Hearing how others have made travel a priority is a great way to get ideas and get inspired. This podcast is going to help you become the globetrotter you've always wanted to be by bringing you valuable tips, resources, and insights from seasoned travelers. Today is part two of my interviews with women that I met at the Women in Travel Summit in Riga, Latvia earlier this month. If you haven't heard part one yet, be sure to take a listen to episode 41 as I explain more in depth about the Women in Travel Summit and why I'm passionate about being part of the wonderful community of women travelers as a whole. So check that out if you haven't heard it already. I explain it all in depth. So in today's episode, you'll be hearing from four more fabulous women. The first is Carly Holes from the blog Austrian Adaptation, and she has a podcast called Coffee with Carly. Then you'll hear from Tayo from the 5 to 9 Traveler, followed by Stephanie from Postcards from Steph, and lastly, Michelle Olorunda, Pearls of Bay. Again, each interview is an average of 10 minutes, and we land on various topics, including where they are each currently based, what brought them to the Women in Travel Summit, any tips or advice they have for women who are wanting to travel more, and how travel has transformed their lives. There are also some fun stories and insights and I usually also ask about other travel adventures and if they have any favorite travel tools or resources that they recommend. Just a reminder that I usually ask each guest to share where we can find them, but even when I don't, I'm always sure to include everyone's contact information and links in the show notes. So be sure to check those out at jetsetlizette.com forward slash episode 42. That's jetsetlizette.com forward slash episode 42. So without further ado, let's jump into the interviews and listen to the conversations. Okay, well, I'm here with Carly Hulls, and she has agreed to sit and talk with me here in beautiful Riga, and we are going to chat a bit about what she's doing and what she thinks about travel. Hello, thank you for the lovely invitation to this very atmospheric corner of Riga. Yes. So let's start off. I want to know a little bit about what you do. You have a few different things going on. So maybe you could tell us about that. Yeah, I, I've i been busy. <laughs> um, so yeah, my name is Carly. Uh, I've been working in the travel industry for over 10 years. I have a slow travel and living in Austria blog called Austrian Adaptation, uh, where I share all local advice, responsible travel advice about traveling, not only in Austria, visiting Vienna, but areas surrounding that and how you can get to those destinations in a kind of low impact way. Uh, I also have a podcast called Coffee with Carly, where I take creative entrepreneurs and small business owners out for a coffee in Vienna and they share their business journey, some of their challenges. We talk about the books they're reading, their inspirations, um, and it's just a kind of casual fun way to get to know uh, different business models and different people's creative things. The first season of that uh, just got released and we've mostly 
I've mostly taken people out for a coffee that are Vienna-based, um, but we're expanding out in season two. So very excited about that. Um, yeah, and I've spent the last six years uh, as the only female on the executive team of Tourator. I'm now pleased to say that number has tripled on the Tourator executive yes. team. Great. <laughs> but that was kind of like my formative experience of getting to know the ins and outs of the travel industry. I've been a tour guide. I live in Vienna now. I'm Australian originally, if my accent doesn't give me away. <laughs> um, so I've had the full gamut of travel experiences from operations to sales to blogging to wow. everything. So yeah, I'm a travel girl. <laughs> I can definitely see that. So I guess this next question then seems maybe a little silly, but what brings you to the Women in Travel Summit? Well, I had heard about women in travel, um, I mean, for years being in the industry. It was very well known, very well respected. I had some colleagues and friends of mine uh, head to the one last year about this time, not in New York. I can't remember exactly where. But yeah, I'd always heard really good things, um, but I don't often travel over to the States. So I hadn't been able to make it to an event yet. And then when they announced Europe, I was like, oh my God, yes, I want to get in on this. I want to understand what it's about. I've been to so many bloggers conferences, travel conferences and events where, you know, it can be pretty dude heavy uh, yes. and the atmosphere is always slightly different. So I was really curious to see what an event would be like that was primarily for and about women. Um, so I applied to become a speaker and thankfully they accepted me. So I'll be giving a session uh, tomorrow morning on navigating leadership as a female founder. So, And I will definitely be checking that out. That sounds great. So what are you thinking about the experience so far? Have you been enjoying it? I've really liked it. I feel like it's everyone's super open, everyone's super chatty. You don't have to kind of, I don't know, put on any airs or graces or tippy-toe or be in constant selling mode where you have to be like, yeah, this is who I am and this is what I do. Here's my card. Boom. Like I've had some real proper conversations and, you know, that classic thing anytime you're traveling when you meet other people connecting and being like, oh my God, you get it. You know what it's like. You know the challenges that I've been through. So I'm really enjoying that element. Um, and I like also that there's a lot of free time, a lot of freedom like we've got tonight to explore the city. Um, last night's event was incredible, um, but there's been a lot of flexibility to kind of make your own friends, do your own thing and still explore the destination because Riga's friggin' beautiful. So having yes. the time to do that is really, really nice. Yes, it is. It's amazing. Riga's amazing. And I agree that it's been a great experience that the summit, they're, they're doing an excellent job of just great entertainment, great, yeah. you know, everything. And, and yeah, I think there is something special to having just women yes. and so supportive of each other. And it's, it's just, it's really special. That's why I've come now three times. Yeah. You're wits. like a guru here, right? <laughs> you're, you're a regular. I'm a regular. I mean, in the States, you know, you go to those and there's people who've been like coming since every single that's one. It's, yeah, it's but that's amazing. a real testament to right? the, I said that to the guys, like the fact that so many people have flown over from the yes. States to come here. First of all, I wasn't expecting to see so many people over from the States. Um, but yeah, it's a testament to the product, to the experience. So I'm excited to be one of the founding, like at the founding European event. Um, yeah. And hopefully there'll be many more. It sounds like they're planning on that. <laughs> so before coming to Riga, what was your last travel experience? <laughs> so this is a pretty crazy one, actually. My Australian family decided to spend two weeks in Russia in 
European summer, which in Russia meant that it was 12 degrees and raining for like oh. most of the time that we were there. Um, but yeah, it just, you know, the stars aligned. My brother and dad were coming over to watch the Ashes cricket series, which won't make any sense to American listeners, but it's like an obsession for Australians and Brits. And the side trip to that was going to Moscow and St. Petersburg, um, which I've been obsessed with the idea of taking the Trans-Siberian and exploring Russia since I was 16. Um, so I snapped at the opportunity to go and experience it. And it was phenomenal. I All I want to do is travel east now. All I want to do is come to the Baltics, come to travel through Russia, go through Central Asia. Like I'm, my husband and I joked about learning Russian. Like we are in. We loved wow. every second of it. So very, very interested in that whole region. It was super cool. Yeah. And I got addicted to uh, pelmini, the little dumplings that you can oh. get here in Riga as well. So now okay. I'm just eating that every day <laughs> <laughs> that I'm here. Sounds amazing. Yeah. It was it was pretty phenomenal. I'm going to need to ask you some more about that later. <laughs> the visa's not as hard as you think. That's okay. <laughs> Good to know. So speaking of travel now generally, how has travel changed you? <sighs> I mean... Everything in my life was changed because of travel, not just in the like, ooh, existential, I'm a better person because I've met people. But like literally I left Australia uh, to become a tour guide, to continue working in the travel industry. I met a boy in a bar in an apres ski bar in Austria. Um, cliches do come true sometimes. I went to enough bars to <laughs> eventually find him in a little apres ski bar and yeah, we got married after only knowing each other a short amount of time and I have not moved back to Australia since. So travel literally changed my life. It forged my career. It's taught me so much about people and how to deal with people and it's opened my eyes to so many different cultural experiences. Like I I cannot, I could not tell you what my life would be like without travel. I would probably be a very boring <laughs> person. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it's hard, isn't it, to describe sometimes. It's like it's changed everything and then how do you even... Yeah, Touch I, on what that is yeah. specifically. But. I don't think I could untie it from who I am as a person, what my career success has been. It's all super integrated. And that's what travel does as well. It bleeds into so many other parts of your life. So extracting that out, it's kind of impossible. <laughs> yes. So, you know, here we are with a bunch of women travelers, clearly, who travel a lot. And it's all like, it's what we live to do. Any advice for women who are maybe just starting out with travel or thinking, you know, maybe I can do this too, or maybe I just want to expand a little bit of my horizons? Any thoughts or tips? So uh, some very practical ones to start with. Always pack a power board, <laughs> the, the like charging boards that have multiple plugs in it because you'll be super popular in the hostel or at the airport when the flight gets delayed. If you just have one power board and you can charge seven devices at once, that makes you a hero. Um, the second practical tip is you can always buy underwear overseas. And by that, I mean like you think and you overthink about packing and what am I going to need and blah, blah, blah. Half the time, you're going to be able to find what you need in the destination that you're going to. They do have stores in other countries. Um, so don't stress too much about that stuff. The other kind of, let's say, big picture woo-woo kind of comment I would make is it's never as scary as you think. Even on our recent trip to Russia, I think in my head, I was like, oh my God, we're never, how are we going to get around? Like in my head, I was going back to Russia in 1992 or something, but it was so straightforward. Everyone was so lovely. Everyone was so friendly. And as long as you're being as, uh, 
aware of yourself, of your surroundings, as you would be at home, um, then you can, you can, it's never as scary as you think. Um, and there's a couple of different ways that you can make that transition easier. If it's your first trip, I've worked in the touring industry for a long time. So I'm a huge advocate for if it's your first trip or to a destination that's hard to navigate independently, then just spend the first three or four days on a tour and then you can have the next week to yourself to explore just to get your bearings, just to learn some language, understand the cultural sensitivities that you may not be aware of uh, and then you can go off and be independent. It's, yeah, it's never as scary as you think. Love it. Love all of that. <laughs> great advice. Great thoughts. Thank you. Um, and also, do you have, well, you already mentioned uh, a travel tool. Love it. You called it a power board. We call it a power strip. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> hadn't thought of that quite. going to change your life. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like bringing the whole strip like, oh yeah. Okay. Any other favorite like travel gear or, well, you already mentioned that, but anything else? Oh my God. I am obsessed with my packing cubes and I don't know if you probably hear it a lot but I like I'm a little bit like not OCD but on the pathway down there with like <laughs> organizing my stuff so getting packing cubes is so helpful first of all you can fit so much more when you're packing only carry-on and you can only check one bag like packing cubes allow you to smush everything in and really mm -hmm. <laughs> maximize your wardrobe uh, but it also just means you can be so much more organized so especially when you're backpacking having one packing cube for uh, like dirty clothes one packing cube for okay all of my socks and underwear is in here and all of my dresses and sweaters are in here it's it sounds really simple but honestly that like blew my mind changed my life love it um, the only other thing that I would recommend as like travel gear, uh, especially if you're coming to Europe in winter, like it is right now in Riga, um, is a decent pair of shoes. And if you're Australian, don't bother buying a winter jacket in Australia because it will be rubbish. Wait until you get over here to get a proper, a proper jacket and proper shoes in any winter destination will save your life. So that's Perfect. my pro tips. <laughs> Love it. Those are very useful. Thank you. I'm like taking notes. Okay. So finally, where can people find you if they want to yeah, um, so connect with you? The podcast is Coffee with Carly. Uh, my website is austrianadaptation.com. Um, and on all social media, it's just my name, Carly Hulls. Uh, and you can find me mostly hanging out on Instagram stories these days. So yeah, more than welcome to share very practical, fun travel advice and tips to everyone. Great. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. I've loved it. Thank you for taking the time. Ciao. <laughs>Well, I am here with Tayo, who is from the 5 to 9 Traveler. Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad you joined me. No here. problem. It's great to be here. <laughs> We're in the actual lounge. Yep. Lounging away, watching the world go by. <laughs> I love it that this is like a lounge and I'm the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. And there are actual like beanbag chairs here that we are lounging in as we look out over the streets of Riga. Okay. So first of all, where are you based? I'm based currently in Essex, which is like a county outside of London, but I pretty much live my day-to-day -day life in London. So, and I'll be moving to London in January. So I'm UK, London-based. Great. And what brings you to the Women in Travel Summit? I actually won a competition. Really? Yeah. It's been a while since I won a competition. So um, I'm, you know, really plugged in with the um, black travel community um, within the UK and um, through fantastic work done by Women in Travel organization, 
run by a lady called Alessandro um, and Yolanda of Diputosin, who runs is the executive director of um, BAME Women in Travel. Um, so she ran a competition and I won. And so I got this opportunity to come here. So, and you know, I'd not heard about it before. I think it's very American based. So I'm so glad it's come to Europe and I've got to see and meet everybody from an international tribe now, so. Yes. And uh, what have you thought of the experience? Oh, it's been great. Like I've learned so much, met so many people that I've seen from afar, but not been able to meet in real life. Because sometimes it's weird. You kind of know them, but don't really. But you get to meet them in real life. So it's been really good just to learn more about this world because it's very different from my usual day to day working life. So. Exactly. And what it, what is it that you do for your day to day? So I'm a pharmacist. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the one that gives the medicines out to people well not the medicines out but knowing all the drug calculations and doses and what will make people feel better so I, I currently work with um, cancer patients so very different from the travel blogging sphere yes but you have I love I love the name of your uh, of your blog yeah just came I just th I just thought you know this is something I'm I like to do outside of work and I just you know you can get into the humdrum of your everyday nine to five work so I just thought you know the five to nine traveler because life is more than your nine to five so that was why perfect yeah love it <laughs> love it so um what was your last travel experience before coming here um, I actually went to Amsterdam on a what I call a pleasure trip. So it was a business slash leisure trip. And I'd been to Amsterdam before. Um, so it was a very, when you go on a business trip, you have very limited time. So I had to sort of make it in my mind um, to be very specific about what I was going to do on that trip because it had to be alongside my conference that I was attending. But before that, I took a four-month sabbatical in South America. Fantastic. Yeah, so that was in uh, Ecuador, Peru, and Bolivia. That sounds amazing. It was. I, I'm still coming to terms with the fact that that's not my life. <laughs> so that you're back to the nine to five. To my nine to five, yes. <laughs> and traveling on the five to nine or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I can understand. That must have been a little bit of a transition back. Yeah. Um, so how has travel changed you? How has it transformed you? I think, you know, my parents, they came over from Nigeria to the UK. And I think it just makes you be aware of like the differences that you see in the world and that you need to you need to go out and explore the world I think from as a kid I've always enjoyed school trips that's when I've learned the best that's when I've remembered things about places people foods when I've gone on school trips and I just see travel as an extension of having a massive school trip and learning about the world um, so I'm a bit geeky, like I like to learn about the history or architecture, um, cultures, like, oh, why do they do this here? Or any similarities that I see as well between like my Nigerian culture that I have and also the British culture, you know, I'm a fusion of the two. So it's just like, I just think travel is one big school trip really for me of learning. So yeah, yes. that's, that's why I like to travel really to learn more. Perfect. Learning. Yes, it is like one big school yeah. trip. I love that. Yeah. Uh, well, and the best is when you're traveling and you see kids on their school trips. Yeah. And they're all talking in their language. And yeah. you, I, I don't know why, but I always love that. Too. Yeah. Like and hearing always, all the kids. You always end up seeing them as I well. Yeah, on every trip you go to, you do see them. You yeah. do see them because they're in the museum with you. Yeah, and they're walking exactly. You. But I love it. Okay. So um, any tips or advice for women who are wanting to start traveling more? I am a big advocate of exploring your own doorstep. So you need to just start at home because, you know, I meet many people who can tell me like, oh, I went to like South America and South Asia for eight months and, and they know nothing about the UK. And usually 
I'm going to say it, Londoners, <laughs> you know, they're like, they've not even gone, the, you know, I, met, I remember meeting a girl once, she was like, oh, the north of the UK is so blah, blah, blah. I was like, where have you been up north? And she's like, oh, Bedford. And Bedford is not north <laughs> of the UK <laughs> at all. So I was a bit like, okay. So I always just say, if you're wanting to travel, you should start in your backyard, you know, and that's, that's a really beautiful way of just seeing what's in your home, you know, you, what you call your country. And then, and that's a good starting step to then going further afield, even starting with your city. A lot of people don't know what's even in their own city. Like a lot, a lot of Londoners, if you talk to them, they've not gone on the London Eye. They've not gone to Buckingham Palace. They've not gone to Madame Tussauds. So it's, you know, just starting even in your own city. That's for London, but any city that you're in. Yeah. It's kind of a mindset, really. Yeah. Like you can travel just around the block. And exactly. if, you, if you're in that mindset of exploration and, so, you know, trying to discover then it's like you're traveling. Exactly. Totally. Totally. <laughs> don't have to yeah. get on a plane. Yep. Or a train. Okay. Love it. Um, do you have any favorite travel tools or like, um, could be website, could be gear. Okay. Like apps as well. Could or? be apps. Uh, so I think my tool, I'm like old school. So when I get to the airport, I will get a map, like a paper map. And people are like, oh, why do you need a paper map when you've got your phone? Because phones die. Yes. <laughs> and that happened to me a lot when I was in South America. My phone would die and I'd, my battery pack would also die. And I would always have a paper map as a backup. So I'm always like, go to the airport. Usually there is a tourist information center there that will give you free maps and will talk to you about the, you know, where you're visiting. So get a, get a map, get a paper map. And it, you, you might not use it, but you might use it. And it can often give you more information than your Google sat nav will give you. So I always say, get a map. Like it's, it just sounds so old school. Maybe I'm old school, but I'm just like, why not? Just get a map and visit the tourist information center. Anything that they can give you for free, get. <laughs> so... I absolutely love that because my husband actually always gets a map. And, <laughs> and I sometimes look at him a little strangely, but you know, you're right. Yeah. They don't die. <laughs> they they battery. Don't. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so and usually when you're trying to show other people that might not know what your, how your phone works, they're like, oh yeah, you need to go there. You need to, and yes. you can see it physically on a map. Whereas it can be sometimes difficult on technology. So, so I'm like, yeah. Very basic toolkit, but get them up. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, um, where can people find you if they want to find out more about what you're doing? Because I love this that you're you're looking at, you know, how do you just travel even if you have a full time job? Even yep. if you're, you know, you're not going to be the digital nomad. I'm sure people are going to want to check out what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so you can find me on my website, um, www.the5to9traveler. Um, I also uh, can be found on Instagram, um, the5to9traveler as well. And also on Twitter, which I engage a lot on. Um, but there's no there. It's at 5to9traveler because of the limitations on captions and letters. So yeah, those are the places you can find me. And I also have a Facebook group as well called the five to nine traveler. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I'll so. check you out there. I know I'm already following you on Instagram, but I will go and find the Facebook group. So the Facebook group, um, I covered my travels in South America week by week. So it's got like a nice lengthy stories of what I got up to as well. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for chatting with well, me. Thank it's you for been having great. me. Yeah, it's been fun. And I've been so happy coming to this conference and just meeting so many people. Isn't so that been, been wonderful? Great. Yeah, it's been up. And I can't wait for next year. <laughs> I know, me too. Yeah, so yeah, totally up for that. Well, I'll definitely see you there and we'll keep in touch in the meantime. Indeed, definitely. Thank you for having me.
Okay, so now I've got Stephanie here in my Globetrotter Lounge podcasting room at Wits Riga, and she has a blog called Postcards from Steph. That's right. And I'm so glad you stopped by and that we're going to chat. Thanks. I'm excited. (laughs) So let's start off. Where are you based? In Seattle, actually, (laughs) or just north of. So it took us to Riga to meet. No, we had to come all the way here to Latvia to find out that we could be hanging out in Seattle. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. Me too. Um, So what brought you here? What brought you to the summit? Well, I stumbled uh, upon it online somehow. Um, One of the previous WITS, uh, one of the WITS North America conferences, and it just looked like a really cool event. And so I thought, I want to attend that. And I've never been to Riga, never been to Latvia. So I thought it's a perfect opportunity to meet and connect with people and travel to a new, de- for me, destination. Yeah, me too. That was that was kind of at the heart for me too. Like, oh, wow, I get to be part of the community and be in a new city that I never would have put yes. on my list. <laughs> and I'm so glad we're here. Um, okay, so what have you thought of the experience so far? It's been amazing. Uh, hearing the different speakers, the panels, that was amazing, but also just connecting with so many different women who have figured out different ways of pursuing their passions. And it's just amazing to see how many ways there are of, of following your travel dreams. So it just gives you ideas for yourself. Oh, maybe I can do that too. Very inspiring. Yeah, I know. And I feel like almost everything I've gone to and listened to, is just like, I don't know. I've been to a few of these, right? But every time I hear something new and something inspiring and something that makes me go, okay, I'm doing the right thing, you know? Right. So it's really great. So what was your last travel adventure before coming here? Well, I actually was just in Sicily. I I work for a travel company in the US, uh, a European, uh, focused on European travel. So I just did our Sicily tour and that was incredible. And then I was like, do I really want to leave this nice 70 degree Sicily weather to head to the Baltics, but this has been fun too. So. Yes. Wow. So you work for, yeah. What, what are you doing? You're like a tour person. Yeah. I work for Rick Steves Europe and I work as a travel advisor there and I'm going to be tour guiding next year as well. So. Wow. That's great. Yes. <laughs> I love Rick Steves. You know, just it's like my hometown and he's our homegrown travel that's hero. Right. Yeah. He's like the, the guru, yes. travel guru. I know. We all have like a Rick Steves bag somewhere in our houses. I feel like, you know. <laughs> right. Yes. And a money belt. <laughs> yes. And a money belt. And like, you know, when I went to the Louvre, I was definitely like, okay, I'm following the Rick Steves guide through yes, the Louvre. The audio app. <laughs> the audio app. And where am I going to have lunch? Oh, he recommended the spot. That's right. And it was really good. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So how has travel changed you? How has it transformed you? Oh my gosh. It has impacted my life in so many ways. I mean, for me, it started from the beginning because I've been traveling my whole life because of my dad's job. Um, growing up, we moved every two years. Like I was born in Germany. My mom's German. My dad's from Hawaii. <laughs> so already, you know, two different cultures uh, meeting there. And then we lived in different countries. And that just gave me the travel bug from a really young age. And I thought I need to figure out a way to, you know, make travel. Like I'm not rolling in dough. So I have to figure out a way to work in order to be able to travel. Wow. So it's been a part of your life from the very, very beginning. Right. Yeah. So it's it's changed everything and keeps changing yeah. you. So what advice would you give women who are wanting to start traveling more? I would say it's probably 
a really big help is to find a community because you might not realize the opportunities that are out there until you connect with other people and hear their stories. That's why something like Wits Riga is so important because it gives you all these ideas that you never heard of, like, oh, that's an option for me. Um, and so you can find those communities without having to travel all the way to Latvia. You can, you know, find them online. You can join Facebook groups. Um, and that'll, I think, will help give you inspiration to take those steps to take it to the next level. Yeah. And, and Wonderful has their great like community online group now. And I've been loving that. Yes. Even as someone who's already traveled a lot, it's been great because yeah, you don't, you can't always come to Latvia or you can't always go to their big destination events. But now there's this easy way to like quickly just ask questions or connect. And someone says, oh yeah, no, I'm from there. And mm -hmm. I think they have like 2000 people in there now. So it's, it's just amazing. But you're right. Connecting with others around, um, travel in some either online community or in person is just a great way to get started. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any, since you travel a lot, do you have any favorite travel gear or travel tools? It could be a website, could be an app, could be, I don't know, anything. Oh my goodness. Well, of course we already talked about Rick Steves. So yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love all of the guidebooks. Shout out to that. Um, but I just actually got this new bag that I'm traveling with this time. Uh, and it's actually not a Rick Steves bag. It's a Bagalini. Oh, yeah. And I got it at AAA because I, I had to pick up my um, international driving permit there. And I don't know what the actual style of this thing is, but they have good bags. Yeah, I love that you can like put it over the handle of your rolling bag, but it's not too big. So it's a good day bag. Yeah, it's more like a purse size. Instead yeah. Of like the, but you can still put pull it over your rolling bag, which is awesome. Or, you know, it has the longer strap that you can put across your crossbody. Perfect. I'm going to find that online and include it in my show notes. Yes. I'll, I'll let, you can take a picture of it. Okay, I will. <laughs> okay. So tell me about your blog before we wrap up. All right. Well, I started my blog in 2016 and I had been following another blogger. I don't know if you've heard of Wandering Earl. No. He's, um, he's done well for himself. And I actually used to work with him on cruise ships. And he became, he's pretty successful as a, a blogger. And I thought, gosh, I would love to do that. Why don't, why don't I try to do that myself? Um, just because I love to share, basically the, the focus of my blog is connecting across cultures. And I feel like we have so many experiences while we're traveling, interesting things happen. You just have these aha moments where, you know, you just see how things are done differently in different places and you can learn from each other. And so I thought it's a perfect way to, to share those stories. And I thought if Wandering Earl can do it, I can do it too. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that, he kind of inspired me to get started. And then, um, yeah, and it's interesting the, the opportunities that come up through that. You end up connecting with people. Uh, which is, you know, the focus anyway, connecting with people. So exactly. That's great. So where can people find you and where can they find your blog? At www.postcardsfromsteph, with an F, S-T-E-F, dot com. Great. And you're on Instagram. And on Instagram as well, Postcards from Steph. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, I will definitely be following you. And I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. And I know you have to go hit a tour. That's so right. I'm going to let you go. But it's been great talking with you. Thanks so much, Lizette. It's been fun. Okay, so I'm here with Michelle Lorunda. 
and she has a blog called Pearls of Bay, and she's agreed to sit and chat with me for a bit. So thanks, Michelle, for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been really fun meeting you here in Riga and um, kind of hanging out with you on tours and things like that. Yes, It's yes. been great. So first of all, let me ask you, where are you currently based? I'm based in London. Um, I live in Brixton. I'm sort of born and raised in that area. So um, yeah, I've been there all my life. Moved out for a few years, but I'm back in Brixton again. And what brings you to the Women in Travel Summit? I found out about it purely, not by accident, but um, I went to uh, a course by uh, Dipitosin and uh, Yolande runs that. And um, I saw from her social media that this was running. And for me, I'm a new blogger. I'm very new to the scene. And I just wanted to be in a space with other like-minded people to learn and network in a community of women who I feel have already made like major contributions to the travel blogging scene. It's nice that it's actually quite specific to travel. So yeah, and just meeting great people like yourself. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it, it's really been an amazing experience for, yes. especially for us coming from the States where we've had a, quite a few wits, mm. uh, you know, different, I think this, they've had six or is this the sixth? But anyway, it's been quite a few yes. but to come over here and meet so many Europeans and, you know, people from all over really too. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. So yes, yes. I think it's brilliant that they've done that. In fact, I've started saying brilliant. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say in the States? Amazing. I think it's great. I think it's ah, fabulous. I think it's okay. wonderful, but brilliant. That's like, I'm like Canadian or English. We use it a lot as well. Yeah. Brilliant. That's so brilliant. it's already rubbing off. See what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something's happening. Okay. So, um, what do you like about it so far? How's the experience been? Um, it's been amazing in terms of the people that I've met. Everyone's so friendly, like super, super friendly. Sometimes you think, oh, it's going to be a little bit cliquey or, you know, people who already know each other, they're all going to stick together. But actually, it's been so easy to talk with lots of different people because even for me, when I travel, I do lots of walking tours anyway. And so I'm always with a group and it's easy for me to talk to people. I'm quite sociable, but here it just has a different vibe. So I know you and I were discussing yesterday that, you know, having a big group of women, sometimes it can change the dynamics of how things are and things. So, but yeah, I've really just felt like I'm part of a community right now. And it's, I've only been here like two or three days. So that's been really special. And um, doing some of the group trips have been really, really good as well. They've really, I feel like they've gone all out for us um, to really give us a wide range of different things to experience here. Um, and actually, it's really helped me in terms of not having to research for an itinerary. <laughs> they just <laughs> right. made my life 10 times so easier. Much easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just show uh, up and all this wonderful, just, yeah. all these experiences are already planned exactly. and laid out. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. So before coming here, what was your last travel experience? Um, so just before here, I think about six weeks ago, I was in Portugal. So I spent three and a half weeks, I think two and a half weeks in Portugal and one week in Spain. Um, so I literally did sort of almost like a road trip, but not quite a road trip. It was by bus. So, um, I wanted to explore all different areas of Portugal because I just feel sometimes I only get to see one city and, um, I just feel it's not enough. I think Portugal's got so many beautiful places. And what's really nice is that you can go from north to south and see completely different environments, completely different, not completely different food, but very distinct variations in the food. And um, 
the people and the traditions and the culture can be very different all within the same country. And I'm a little bit of a nerd. I love history. So I love learning about, you know, why people eat certain things, you know, the, why their tra traditions and customs are a particular way, what's influenced that. So that's kind of my, uh, my thing. And um, yeah, Portugal was amazing. I love Portugal. Mm. I've been now twice. The first time it was like a day. Yes. Uh, just kind of an escape from Spain, which was really hot in, in Seville that time. But, and we were like, whoa, we need to come back. Yeah. And then we went back last summer, 2018. Where did you go? We went um, up the Douro Valley on a, yes. on a cruise. Oh my gosh. That was by far my most favorite part of that trip. I said, beautiful. if, if I get married... My future husband needs to propose to me on that river. I swear to God, I was telling the captain. I was like, with a glass of port. That's right. And one of the egg tarts. I'll be more than happy. Yeah, it was one of my favorite things I've done, I think. Yes. Travel-wise. Yeah. It was just yeah. stunning. It's so beautiful. beautiful. I filmed it, but I look back at the videos and I was like... Yeah, it's hard, mm -mm. To, hard to capture. No, it? it's so hard to capture. You need to see it for yourself in person. It's amazing. Did yeah. you go through the locks? Did you go on a boat through no, the locks? Um, no, did, I did a boat tour, but I was a bit late. So okay. I only, I was supposed to do a two hour cruise, but I only did a one hour. So I didn't go through any locks, but uh, it's really interesting to go through the locks. Really? You know, it's just like, what's happening? But anyway, it's really, it's really fascinating. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So speaking of travel, how has travel changed you? Oh, in a big way, I think. I kind of fell into solo travel by accident, but I've been traveling. I'm 40 now, but I've been traveling with friends and on my own since I was 18. But I think travel in general has opened up my eyes to sort of different culture. Um, although I, you know, living in London, it's very multicultural. So I think I've been exposed to a lot anyway. But since I started traveling on my own, which was purely by accident, because my friends decided to stay in one place and I had already built up my expectations that we were going to do, you know, this month long trip. And um, I just felt one, it made me more confident in myself that I could do things on my own. Made me a little bit more braver, I think, <laughs> a little bit more courageous because I traveled through Peru and Bolivia um, completely on my own using public transport. Wow. Um, it has made me better at my with organization and planning. So definitely my planning skills are, are much more. I still make mistakes, but normally I'm very laid back and I think, oh, you know, work out when I get there. But now I'm very sort of over the top note. I need to, you know think out of the box and really plan properly and think about what it is I want to do and see. But I think in terms of being not afraid to be on my own, not afraid to just be myself, um, having that um, ability to just mingle with local people and just talk and sit and have a conversation, not be afraid to ask questions. And even if it sounds a bit silly, just, you know, apologizing in advance and saying, I am not. don't want to offend you, but please, could you explain why you do certain things? I really want to learn. And it's really helped me even in my day-to-day -day life. Just, I work as a physio, so I work with lots of different people. And I think that's really helped me. And especially um, with like learning a language. So, I traveled through South America and Central America. And at first I thought, oh, there'll be people there that speak English. And someone said to me, oh, no, there really won't be anyone that speaks English. <laughs> Surprise, yeah. yeah, you need to learn some Spanish. And actually I thought I'm too old to learn, but actually now I can have a basic conversation in Spanish, which I'm, I never thought I could learn. I thought I'm too old. But yeah, so it's really, it's helped me in so many ways. And 
learning and love another language, I've actually been able to use Spanish in my day-to-day job because I come across patients who sometimes they don't speak English, but they speak Spanish. So, and that's, that's really, really ex- expanded my skills in so many different ways. So yeah, no, I, I love travel. <laughs> Lots of ways in which it's impacted you. Thank you for sharing all of that. So uh, before we wrap up, any tips for women who might just be wanting to start traveling or want to travel more? Any thoughts or advice, I guess? Um, yeah, I think don't limit yourself. Just be open. And admittedly, and the things that as a woman, and if you want to go on your own, obviously safety is always the biggest thing that comes up in people's minds. As a black woman myself traveling on my own, I was a little bit fearful of how you know, countries will receive me, you know, are they going to be horrible to me? Obviously in the UK, you know, there's lots of um, stories in the paper of, you know, people trafficking sex slaves and, you know, so you get a little bit scared. Sometimes you think, oh my God, please, God, don't let me get kidnapped. But when I go, I realize actually, no, all the things I hear, of course, there is some truth to it, but it's not everybody. And most of the people I come across are so friendly and so warm and welcoming. So I think, don't let that hinder you. Just um, do your research and just see what other people's experiences are. And if there is, if there has been some issues, then, you know, just think outside of the box. How can you make yourself safer? How can you do things better? How, you know, don't be careless. So for me, I, I go out and do things and I travel, but I might not be out till one o'clock in the morning by myself. The cautions that I do take in London, I would do the same abroad. You know, I don't carry too much money on me. I, oh yeah, I just, just be open-minded, be sensible and just plan, you know. It's good to just have a an inkling of a country, read about them, look on the government websites or read other people's blogs or YouTube channels, just so you get a feel for what it will be like. And, you know, if you are of a particular background, so you're maybe Latin or African, you can Google people who are of the same background as you, or if you're LBGT, you can read about their experiences in a particular country to give you a bit of a more open mind so that you can better prepare, uh, better prepare yourself for your trip. Great advice. Yes. Thank you. You're That's welcome. perfect. You're welcome. Well, I really love talking with you. Um, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me. Uh, my social media handles are all the same for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. It is the at sign Pearls of Bay. So P-E-A-R-L-S-O-F-B-A-Y. Pearls of <laughs> yes. Bay. Yes, and I have a blog site as well. So same again, pearlsofbay.com. And I'm already following you, so I will be keeping up on your And adventures. I follow you too. So yeah, yeah, we'll be keeping tabs on each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining me. It's been oh, great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode. If you want to check out more information about the guests that I interviewed, any links to resources that they mentioned, head over to the show notes at jetsetlazette.com forward slash episode 42. That's jetsetlazette.com forward slash episode 42. And Lizette is spelled L-I-S-E-T-T-E. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. I really appreciate you spreading the word as it helps to grow the show. Thanks so much for tuning in and getting some travel inspiration. I'll be back with more in a couple weeks. Until then, remember, life is short, travel more.